You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to the RUV English podcast. I'm Darren Adam. Delighted to have your company today. And I find myself at one of the most iconic tourist destinations, I think it's fair to say, in Iceland. But one that is very well known, I think, for the way that it looks maybe not so much the way that it sounds and I'm joined today by someone who I think is going to make the case for the way that it sounds as much as the way that it looks even more so perhaps who knows musicologist musician and producer Kaska Pulac joins me today Kaska thank you for your time you are behind a project called Noise from Iceland which is an online map of various locations in the country and the recordings that you've made there what was the idea behind that? So the idea behind um, Noise from Iceland was to see, basically, um, see, in quotes, uh, how does the the most popular places in Iceland, like the one we are in, the Geysir, how do they sound like? Because we know how the, they look like. We've seen many, many, many pictures of them, mm. but the sounds of them are actually quite uh, unknown, I think. Yeah. So, so I was just, you know, asking myself the question, what's the sound we can hear in there? And uh, yeah, I just went there with the microphone. Right when the pandemic um, started and the lockdown started in Iceland, every place was empty completely, but there were still few people at Geysir. Yeah. So I think that's uh, what shows how popular it is. Even when <laughs> Iceland is under lockdown, there are still some people <laughs> visiting Geysir. So when you came to Geysir then to record for the map, Far fewer people were around, as you say, because of the pandemic. How much of your recordings have become about the noises that other people make? Because Iceland is becoming, of course, well, we've known this for years, a very popular destination for tourists. How difficult is it to get the sound of a place without the sound of all the people in the place? It is very difficult. Uh, although when I started the project, again, uh, lockdown started, I assumed, and I've been thinking of it, uh, from the start that I will actually record all those places with buses people just how they are yeah. um, but uh, the bus is actually well, exactly I mean th this sounds more like a bus station well maybe it's where we're standing I don't know this is where all the buses are coming through but we're gonna make our way up to Gezia now are you hopeful that we're going to get the noise of it as well as the sight of it erupting today Yes, uh, the area uh, is actually quite interesting because there's a lot of bubbling and geothermal sounds. So uh, I hope... Watch out for that bus there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what makes uh, field recordings in Iceland extreme. You may get hit by the bus. As much as the project has been about the way things sound, I think I'm right in saying that your wife has taken photographs of the areas that you've recorded. Yes, so she uh, first started documenting uh, the project. She's a photographer, uh, so uh, I asked her to do some uh, shots for press releases and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like portraits. Uh, but she started like traveling with me, yeah, and uh, just documenting like behind the scenes how the creation of Noise from Iceland map looks like. Uh, so it became a thing. Now we are cooperating very closely. How many locations are on the map now? Well, good questions. I tried to count it uh, lately. It was about uh, hundreds, I think. Wow. Yes. Uh, actually, the original idea was to call this project the 100 Sounds from Iceland. 
uh, but I quickly realized that it's going to be ma that would, many That would limit you, yeah, 200. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it's going to be much more difficult to record uh, 100 sounds, but it actually, uh, I reached this number quite very quickly, actually. And not all of them are on the map, because like, for instance, I have been recording the volcano many, many times. I think I have hundreds of recordings <laughs> from the volcano itself, uh, yeah. but there's just one on the map. And again, that is something that we think of as a very visual entity, isn't it? We think of how the volcano looks, we maybe think of how it smells and, and how it feels with the heat coming off it, but maybe not the sounds that it makes. Yes, I have been um, guiding in the lava tunnel before the pandemic and the people who were there working with me, they were obsessed with the volcanoes. Uh, there were a few geologists and uh, my friend told me that the lava sounds like uh, like you're walking on the glass constantly, like the glass breaking. And uh, I got obsessed with this sound, so I really wanted to record that and I knew that this is how uh, the volcano may sound. Yeah. And I wanted to find this sound. Uh, but I was also wondering if the sounds of the volcano are as interesting as its view. Because it looks amazing, but if it sounds amazing, yeah. I wanted to see that, um, hear that, <laughs> and try that, and turned out it's it's amazing. Yeah. You think it sounds as good as as it looks, as interesting as it looks? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I think it sounds much better than it looks like even. Today you have someone recording you making the recordings. Yeah, that's like the in recording inception, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you will be making the field recordings of the field recordists doing field recordings. That's amazing. Is, um... We just we just missed one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we talked over it, but uh, yeah, ho hopefully it was not the last time. <laughs> well, I'm quite hopeful now because as we got here, you said there had just been one a few minutes ago, and then as we started to set up, another one went off. So we shouldn't have to wait too long, I hope. Hopefully. <laughs> so I'm going to be recording you, recording the noises that you hear around you. You've got your own equipment as well, of course. And, and so, so apart from this, what are you trying to capture today, apart from the geyser itself? All the geothermal activity here. And uh, I am also going to catch the ambience, so the people talking and walking, actually. Um, at some point, yeah. And There's one. Base, babies crying. People will think we've added that in. <laughs> no one knows <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that was the thing I was really like um, not happy about when I visited Volcano for the first time that I couldn't record anything without uh, people talking and drones and helicopters and then my wife said but you know you are documenting yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, this is how it's, it looks like this is how it is so uh, yeah but uh, Anyway, I uh, I went up to the volcano 20 more times. <laughs> I finally <laughs> recorded lava without any anything else, uh, any people drones and helicopters. But in here, it's I, I don't think it's possible anymore to record geyser without people. Okay. Um, while we wait, let's play in one of the sounds from the noise map. I was going to ask if you had a favorite noise, but one one that you think maybe represents the the map the best. We are, I think, uh, a very good connection to Krysuvik, a Selton, also geothermal area on the Reykjanes Peninsula. That would be a nice thing to listen now, to okay. now and, and maybe compare with.
that was the noise of geothermal activity at uh, Krusevik, which is available to hear, along with lots of other noises and sounds from Iceland. Uh, my guest is Kaska Pulac, who is with me at Geysir as we wait for another eruption, which you're ready to record. So I'm, I'm tempted not to speak too much here. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it will be really difficult yeah. to edit out. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> Well, that was the sound. Well, I think we will have to wait another again <laughs> because it wasn't um, as much wow as I was expecting. Oh, okay. And maybe I will go around and. <laughs> yeah, we, we are maybe on the wrong side. Shall we walk around? It is very still today here. It was windy when I drove up, windy when you drove up as well. Iceland's a very windy country. That must be something that causes problems for you. Oh yes, um, I did not expect that that much when I started my from Iceland, but now I think I am having like a PhD of uh, like using some windscreens and other windshields yes. because that's yeah that's uh, the most difficult part of field recordings in Iceland, trying to not to record just wind. talking <laughs> yeah that felt a bit more like it didn't it the sound of srokur um, as well yes i can now uh, go in peace <laughs> and start recording something else but yeah that was that was what i was uh, imagining to have recorded so we're now going to or you're going to gather the geothermal sounds of the water that bubbles all around here because if you've never been to Gezir, we have the Gezir over here of course which you've just finally heard erupt in quite an impressive fashion visually and sonically but there are lots and lots of pools of bubbling hot water all over this island of course but specifically here and those are the noises you want to capture next. Uh, yes absolutely yes so I will have um, rec- I, I will have recorded the entire uh, place the entire area because it's like you said it's not only the gazier erupting from time to time but also lots of other sounds uh, yeah. going on around uh, that is also the point of noise from Iceland to look for uh, not very obvious sounds yeah. uh, in yeah. those places and the exhibition or at least the, the the sounds that you've recorded have been exhibited in in a few places in Iceland but also in other countries too uh, yes, uh, the one I'm, uh, I mean, I'm proud of all of them, of course, but the most exciting for me was to be a part of the uh, Biennale in uh, in uh, Venice, mm. in uh, Italy, and the Haus der Kunst in, uh, in uh, Munich, in Germany, uh, which was a part of the exhibition. Uh, of uh, the dump type collective um, and the composition from Ryuchi Sakamoto. And what kind of response do you get from people in other countries when they hear about this one? Um, it's always positive and uh, especially during lockdown I have been uh, hearing about uh, how people could travel thanks to those sounds because everyone was lo- locked in their houses and they couldn't go anywhere so thanks to noise from my sons they could travel at least, you know, with the sense of hearing. Uh, so that was the uh, the most common comment I think I got uh, when I started doing this. Mm. 
but Iceland is a place that everyone loves or wants to visit or yeah. dreaming yeah. about and I think that having or being able to listen to the sounds of Iceland is bringing people closer to this place, maybe closer to their dream. Well, before we hear some of the geothermal sounds, let's listen again to somewhere else from the, the noise from Iceland map. Where shall we go next? I'm going to take you to the east of Iceland because it's uh, Berlinia and uh, that's the sound of uh, the puffins from Borgarfjordur. It's uh, deep winter and it's freezing. I think it's minus 10 now, so it would be nice to listen to the Icelandic summer and sounds of puffins in Borgarfjordur estate. The puffins there from the east of Iceland, just another one of the sounds that might not be immediately associated with this country. We know what puffins look like, but it's it's important to hear what they sound like too, I guess. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's surprising, I guess. It was surprising to me, and I think it may be surprising to other listeners that how do they sound. To me, they sound like the old men talking to each other, like, yeah, 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 yeah something like this. So it was very surprising mm. to me and I'm so glad I, I had a chance to, to record that, to catch this. They could be saying anything, couldn't they? Yeah, I don't want to know <laughs> what are they saying about because it's probably about us and I yeah, don't think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a nice thing. We're at Littligesia and you wanted to, as we said, record some of the noise of the water that bubbles all the time. How do you do that? How do you select what you want to record? Any place I can stand <laughs> and uh, yeah, normally I would look for a place where there's no people, uh, but again here it's impossible. So um, I will try to be as close as possible to the little geyser and uh, yeah, first of all I need to put my headphones on Okay. and turn the recorder on uh, and uh, just hear and if it sounds good on the headphones then I will just press record and stand still for a minute or two. Is there a musicality to these noises do you think from Iceland? You are a musician as well as a sound producer. Do you hear the music of these noises? Absolutely, yes, and uh, I am also sampling those noises I record uh, because there is some music, some different tones. Um, to me, every waterfall in Iceland has its own melody and uh, its own tone. So, yeah, Iceland is very musical and uh, Icelandic nature is very musical. What's next for the noise from Iceland project? Where do you want to go that you've not been? Well, I still lack of um, sounds from Westfjords, so I'd really like to go there and record more. North Iceland, uh, obviously, you know, all those places uh, that are not as accessible as uh, south part of Iceland. Uh, more of the Icelandic interior. The interior is 
overlooked sometimes. I've not yet made it into the interior in any significant way and that's very much on my to-do list. I recommend that. I have been uh, there um, only once uh, for a longer period of time and it was while we were doing the Leugewegur mm. trail and uh, honestly it is interesting from like uh, for different reasons but uh, also because that was the first place ever I visited where the silence was just incredible. There was one, one, one time we have been uh, just standing in the middle of the black desert and there was absolutely no sound whatsoever, no birds, no life, uh, not even wind. And uh, I heard, um, I've been talking to John Snorri, the, the alpinist, Icelandic alpinist who died on K2. Uh, and he has been telling me about this uh, silence in Icelandic yeah. mountains and uh, he told me uh, that some people were actually losing their minds. Really? Yeah, because of, of this. So if you spend too much time in absolute silence, it may actually trick your brain into some, in some different uh, weird ways. Um, so that was a very interesting experience. Yeah. A useful warning as well. As well, yes, of course. We need noise, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to stay sane. <laughs> well, you and I need sound, don't we? Yes, when you work with sound, that's that's good to have it. Uh, but it's also nice to yeah. experience uh, absolute silence. And I found it really interesting that I went to, uh, to record some sounds and I found perfect silence. Kaska, thank you very much for your time today. It's been fascinating, not just looking but listening to the sounds of this amazing place, noisefromiceland.com is where you'll find the sound map. And I think we've got time for maybe just um, one more request from the map. Where shall we go for the final time? Okay, now my favorite. We are going to uh, hear, listen to the volcano, obviously, since I have this sound. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take you to a very, very, very warm place. Fagradal Seattle volcano. Join me next time for more from the Roof English podcast and get in touch anytime. Email English at ruv.is. You are listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.